This week on Back to Business, we speak with business owner Drina, who is the owner and head creator for Who's Hue. They specialize in paint nights, creating items specialty for brands, and then also commissioned artwork. Without further delay, let's get into the conversation. All right, I do want to thank you for uh, joining me today. I did want to learn a little bit more about your business. So I've been checking out the Instagram pages. I've seen all the uh, the painting parties you've done and also the paintings as well. Definitely want to commend you on the great work that you do. So how'd you get started with your business? So I had a vision probably mid-2018. Um, paint parties were a big thing. They still kind of are. But um, a lot of people were traveling to a location and I decided, I was like, you know, it's kind of dangerous for people to go out and do these paint and sips <laughs> when you think about it. They okay. go and have a few <laughs> glasses of wine and then they're a little lit, right. they're a little happy, and then they go home and they're driving. And so I thought about a way to kind of bring the paint party to people. So whether it's a hotel room or um, a restaurant that they've rented out or their house, I go, I bring pack up all my stuff and I bring it to them. So that way they don't have to worry about going anywhere or leaving a certain spot if they're having it at home, especially. And they don't have to worry about the whole drinking and driving aspect of things. And so that was kind of phase one of who's who, <laughs> if you will. And um, <laughs> last year when COVID happens, um, Everything was shutting down. My family got hit pretty hard with the virus. And I kind of had to find a different avenue to, uh, I guess, make money off of my business, right? Because I wasn't going out doing course, right. parties anymore. So I decided to right. kind of put myself out there. I had decorated my house. This is one of my paintings in the back. I had already Very nice. decorated my home with all of my paintings. And every time somebody came in, they would be like, you should sell this stuff. I'm like, nobody wants to buy this. So <laughs> I just decided to try it, put it out <laughs> there, see if anybody wanted to buy anything. And um, then I started doing commissioned art. So I've been dipping and dabbling in a little bit of everything. I started making shirts and um, personalized items. I started playing with resin and making custom dominoes. And so now I'm just doing a little bit of everything. So that's where we are now with Who's Hue. And once um, COVID kind of lessens and gets a little bit better, we'll be back to doing those paint parties. That's very nice. And then for um, some of the custom work, what are some of the, um, I know you did mention dominoes. Do you do any other sort of either brand generated type of items so, or other than? Yeah. Um, so mm -hmm. I do the dominoes. We can, I can put pretty much, your, if you have a logo, I can almost put it on anything. I'm not going to say I can put it on anything, but I will attempt <laughs> to put it on anything that you want it on. Uh, I do like uh, serving trays with the little handles made out of resin. I can do coaster sets, okay, um, keychains. I actually just I have this sitting right here. It's a little hand sanitizer. Ooh, I can't see it because of my background, but uh, there we go. There we go. Little hand sanitizer holder. Oh, nice. Okay. With, with the little movement that I'm starting, safe, sexy. Oh, and those smart. will come in handy. Oh yeah. <laughs> so I decided <laughs> to um, start my own little movement because. Uh, a lot of people feel like you can't be sexy and saved, or if you're sexy, you must not be smart. So I decided to say I'm saved, sexy, and smart. So I'm putting that all over everything. 
Um, but yeah, I'm just, I'm just sitting at home right now, you know, unemployed like a lot of people and just letting the creative juices flow. <laughs> do you feel that the uh, creativity, now that you have more time on your hands, do you feel like the creativity um, that's kind of within you is kind of being more cultivated and you have like ideas and you just kind of jump in and, and try different things now? Is that, is that kind of how it's going? Most definitely. Um, my fiance is probably like, what did I get myself into? Because when he met me, I was a painter. And now I'm like making t-shirts. I'm designing things. I have an Etsy store. We are doing sublimation. We're doing resin. So I have like stuff all over the house for all different arts and crafts. We have like three printers hooked up for different things and heat presses all everywhere. Right. <laughs> so he's like, yo, wait a minute. You're taking over the house. Wait a minute. But, um, you know, a lot of people will say like idle hands are the devil's workshop. And I'm like, no, my idle hands are like creating left and right over here because I have nothing better to do. My kids are home um, doing virtual learning. So while they're in school, right. I'm sitting here typing up ideas and figuring out what I want to paint next or whatever I'm trying to resin next and just looking up other stuff to get into. So what are some of the ways that you acquire your, your clientele? Is it through word of mouth? You, you notice an Instagram's kind of been, been a major space for you, or do you have any other type of process on how you, you get your, get your people? Uh, yeah. So word of mouth has been pretty good for me. Um, I'm a member of Urban Hope Refuge Church. So a lot of people uh, recommend me to other folks through that. I was born and raised in Hartford. So I have a, a lot of little pockets of people that I tap into occasionally to do certain things or okay. people recommend me for right. certain things. Um, right now, what's big is virtual paint parties because everyone's home. So they want to do paint parties over Zoom mm. or um, whatever the case may be. And then like, I just started kind of getting into TikTok, which is going to sound awful because, you know, TikTok is for the kids, right? But <laughs> I, um, started getting into TikTok and putting some of my creations up there to see, you know, what kind of, uh, uh, kind of new clientele that can drive towards my way. Have you noticed any, anybody picking it up from TikTok? Cause I mean, it is, it is what it is, but you got to go where the eyes are at the same time. Right. Like the people are there, you know, we got to try different things. Exactly. Um, so I, and I'll, I'll put it like this. In the beginning, um, I was really scared to get my stuff out there because it just made me so nervous. I'm like, are people going to like it? If I if they ask me to make something for them and I give it to them, what what is they going to be? What is their reaction going to be? You know, like I was super nervous about just putting my stuff out there because I knew I liked it and I knew I would want it. But just other people's right. opinions, it just scared me and people were paying money for something that I'm creating by hand. So of course it's not gonna be perfect, you know, but it's like, are they gonna like it? So I was really nervous about putting myself out there to for the judgment because everybody has an opinion, right? Okay. Um, so I just, I just recently started really getting out there on the social media. Before then it was more so word of mouth. People would say, oh, my cousin does this or my friend does this or my mom was really good for, oh, my daughter can make you something. So I just started, gotta love them, right? She's like, she can put it on there. 
And so um, I really just started getting into social media and trying to get out there because now I'm building my confidence, right? And so I'm like, oh, wait, people actually like my stuff and people are actually willing to pay money for my stuff. So now right. I'm building the confidence and we're, and we're jumping out and going out on a limb trying to figure out kind of where my, my sweet spot is. I'm trying to just find that spot on the court where I could hit all my shots. So that's why I'm over here doing this and over here doing that. And we're just going to try and figure out where I can land to be the most, make the most profit. (laughs) Have you run into any challenges thus far? Whether that be um, being somebody that serves the people with your creativity, have you run into any issues with, uh, with a buyer? Um, If it's not exactly what their vision is, or have you have any stories about that? Oh, yeah. Um, Being so usually when I'm putting something on a shirt, if it's not a logo that was already created, I'm starting from scratch. So people come to me and say, oh, I want something for Christmas or I want something for Valentine's Day. And I would spend time, maybe about an hour or two creating some kind of design and I'd send it to them. And they're like, I don't like it. And so it's like, oh, my bad. (laughs) And so it's, and then it's like, okay, well, if you don't like it, you know, what would you want me to change about it? Or what would you want me to add? Or, you know, I'm trying to pull teeth to figure out what they like or don't like. And most of the time, a customer like that, they don't really know what they want. And (laughs) they just know they don't like it, but then (laughs) they don't have any input as to how to make it better. (laughs) So then we're kind of just I've run into that same issue. Exactly. (laughs) It's like they don't know what they want until they see what you've created. (laughs) And then it's not what they want. But then they can't tell you what they want. So (laughs) there's a difficult spot there. (laughs) Exactly. So um, that has been a thing. And and right now, what I'm trying to figure out is um, this whole customer service piece, because like you said, when you're serving people, you kind of have to know how to handle them and work with them and have patience and all of that. So um, I'm trying to figure out the best way to handle that, whether it's like charging up front for a design fee so that my time's not wasted on the front end or, you know, so that's the tricky thing because you don't want to scare people away with all these fees and extra costs and stuff like right. that. But then you also don't want to waste your time doing something, you know, you put hours into a design and then people don't end up buying, you know, the shirt or whatever the case may be. So that's kind of where I am kind of teeter-tottering in that area, trying to figure out what's the best way to handle that because people are people, you know, and I could love something and put it out there and absolutely nobody else likes it. So. (laughs) (laughs) How do you, um, so it seems like a difficult process. How do you gauge what to charge for like a commissioned work or if it's something that you've created? Uh, it, I mean, um, when we create something, it, it, that's our baby, that's our child. It's, right. it's so hard to either give it away or kind of put a price tag on it. What's your process right. for doing that? Um, usually I kind of, when it's artwork, I'll, it'll depend on the size and like how many canvases, okay. or, you know, and I try to gauge kind of like a, a labor cost, that I, like how many hours will I, will I invest in this piece, right? Um, sure. When it's, smaller things it's like kind of flat rate so like t-shirts with your logo you know if it's just two colors and you know it's simple you know they'll start at a base price and depending on what else you want it'll go up from there same thing with kind of like the dominoes and all that stuff it's kind of like a base price and then if somebody wants something super extra or super special 
then, you know, it'll be a couple extra costs tacked on there. So I'm starting to figure out how to price those things and um, without ripping myself off, because that's kind of where I was in the beginning. I didn't really know my worth in the beginning. And like you said, when you put your stuff out there, those are your babies that you're giving out to the world. And so um, I wanted people to love it and I wanted people to appreciate it. So in the beginning, I was, I probably wasn't charging as much as I should charge. And then I started looking online uh -huh. for people who were doing kind of the same stuff in other areas. And I'm like, yo, you mean to tell me I could have $500 for this and I charged 175 Like, what is happening here? <laughs> so um, not saying I'm going to start charging $500, but, you know, when you kind of find out your worth and, and know that people can value stuff as much as you put your heart and soul into it, you kind of start figuring out, you know, this is worth more than what I was charging in the beginning. So certainly. Yeah. yeah. For the, um, for 2021, do you have your, your ideal year, what it's going to look like for your business and company? Have you been able to plan that out yet? Or is it kind of rolling with the punches to kind of see how everything is going? going to pan out through the year because <laughs> last year was tough <laughs> going into 2020 you know that was the year of perfect vision it was the year of perfection right and so at my church we actually ended the year with a service for entrepreneurs and small business owners where we wrote our goals we prayed over them and I was like yes I was ready for 2020 right because I'm like God is about to bless me right Right, right, right. <laughs> None of that happened. <laughs> so right now I'm just kind of going with the flow, seeing where things take me, you know. Um, I take commission pieces or commission ideas as they come. Um, and I'm just kind of I'm here, but I'm not out there, you know, and so um I'm just kind of as people come to me and they ask for things, I fulfill the request and then I keep it rolling. And so I'm trying to not right. have such a, a grand vision because COVID is still a thing. Um depending it is on very much so this leadership and what's happening politically, that's still a thing. And so I'm not really sure where the world is going. <laughs> so <laughs> With so much <laughs> uncertainty, I have no clue what's happening, but I'm just kind of riding the wave as it goes. Yeah, that's all we can do because each month is something new. <laughs> so right? we, we try our best. That's all we can do for right now. For um, so how was last year for you? Did I know we everything didn't go as planned? Were you able to make any adjustments to to your business? Did you have to alter how you um, did certain? tasks when it comes Most to delivery definitely. or just even mm -hmm. yeah um so like I said last year um COVID hit my family hard I lost my dad and my brother in four oh, days God. in May um so I took a little I guess a little break from everything and and I had to have some time to regroup um so from about May I'd say from May to maybe like June, July, I was just kind of laying low. Um, and then I was just playing around with things for myself, more so as a release, kind of a creative okay. release. I was more, and that's kind of how I got into resin art and making the trays and the dominoes. My first set of dominoes were um, in memory of my father because he was a dominoes player. So I put his picture on the back of them and um, 
that was kind of how I discovered, hold on, this is actually something that people would pay for, customized dominoes, whether it be a business logo or in memory of somebody. So going through what I went through early in the year kind of opened some new doors for me creatively. So it wasn't necessarily that I planned to take Cool's Hue in a different direction, but it kind of just came naturally as I did more creative things to find release and to find peace over the course of course of the year. And so that's how right. things kind of fell into place. So even though it was such a devastating blow to me and my family, there was some good that came out of it because I tapped into some stuff that I didn't even know I had. So, um, and it kind of just fell into place, really. Um, I ended up making some um, memorial ornaments around Christmas time. And I posted them on Facebook and those jokers took off. I was making ornaments like for three wow. weeks before Christmas. So it's those things that I kind of do for myself as a release. And then people are like, wait a minute, I want some for my grandmother. Or I want some for my cousin or whatever the case may be. So um, within the storm of last year, I was just tapping into things left and right that other people found some value. in. so that was a blessing in itself. And so um, I'm just going to keep going with it and keep trying to experiment with new things and see you know where, where i fall it sounds like the experimenting each time you, you try something new it seems to be be a hit so i i get i definitely like how i, I hear with your story you're turning these situations into a, a positive in a way and then it's definitely sounding like it's positively impacting the business mm -hmm. which a lot of times you know have losses in life they just there's that that kind of fork in the road where we can you know push forward or some people take a step back but it definitely sounds like with your business you you've definitely been a strong leader and pushing yeah. through so I definitely want to commend you on that thank you I appreciate that I've, I've been pushing like I know some people who have mm -hmm. businesses that flourished and when I say flourished in 2020 <laughs> they grew like yeah. nobody's business and I'm like kudos to you because 2020 rocked my world, but we pushing through and, and that's all we can do. And like you said, just trying to find that silver lining and things and, you know, mm -hmm. turn that negative into a positive. Yeah. It seems like it was, it seemed to be either one, one way or the other for a lot of businesses that I've been speaking with. They're either like had their best year or it just hasn't turned, turned that way for them yet. But right. everybody's definitely doing, doing the best they can to keep moving forward. So exactly. how did you start with art initially? Just to jump back to to the past, did you take any art classes? Was it just like <laughs> you were you were creative and just like I just want to try this, and then it was a hit? So how how did you get started with art in so, general? Little baby Jarena was always kind of a um, I don't know if you can call it an artist, but I like to draw. <laughs> I was the kid <laughs> that like doodling in class. Uh, you know, back in our back in the day, I don't know how old you are, but back in my day, you know, you used to draw the dollar sign with the three lines, and then you connect the lines, and you make it three D, yep. and all yep. that. You know, that stuff, <laughs> that was me. Like I was hot I exactly with the dollar signs. <laughs> I was out with that, right? And like art class, you know, I was always the kid that had their artwork displayed for the art teacher. Or um, I remember I was in like, I don't know, first or second grade and I got the award for being the best cutter for using the scissors the best. I didn't even know that was a thing. But um, I was always pretty creative. Uh, whether or not it was good art is subjective, but 
I always kept markers and crayons and paper on hand um, as a kid. Uh, and uh, as an adult, I kind of lost that because, you know, you become an adult, you start adulting, you got to work, you got to do this, you start raising kids. Life happens. Yeah. Right. And then um, eventually, I think it may have been maybe probably about five or six years ago at this point, um, my brothers and sister-in-laws were like, let's go do a paint night. And so it was three couples. We sat down and they were all super jealous of my canvas. They're like, oh, you cheating, you know? And I'm like, no, I really love this. This is wonderful. <laughs> and so there was like um, that year, I think I did probably four or five paint nights. And then I realized I'm wasting money going to these things. I mean, it was a fun experience, but for 30, 40 bucks and then buying food and drinks, I'm like, I can have a whole art studio by the time I'm done spending money here. <laughs> so I started right. painting at home. Um, I started painting with my kids and then that's kind of when the idea for business came to me um, and, and it just kind of rolled from there. But I've always kind of had an artsy side. I've always been more of a free, creative type person. I never liked the whole nine to five or sitting in a cubicle type thing. I never really liked that. So um, I was always a, a more free person when it came to that kind of lifestyle. And so it just kind of works for me a little bit, you know. <laughs> With you working on um, art being, would you say it's a passion? I would say it's a passion. Um, I majored in journalism. I graduated from Auburn in Alabama, Auburn University, and I majored in journalism, yeah. um, which is part okay. of College of Liberal Arts. So just creative and having the freedom to be creative. I worked for newspapers for a while where I did like layout and design and editing and all that stuff. And just kind of having... Um, being in a field or being in a place where I'm free to express myself and I'm not boxed in. I never liked the jobs where I had to wear my hair a certain way or I had to dress a certain way. Um, so it's definitely a passion, but it's um, a passion that I'm learning to monetize where it's not just a hobby. And so I'm trying to keep okay. it as fun as possible, which is why I'm trying not to make it stressful <laughs> because I don't want my passion <laughs> to turn into something that I absolutely detest. Right. So. Right. Definitely. Do you feel like you're so my part two to the question, does it feel like you're actually working when you're creating your art? Because <laughs> to, no. to be able to turn your, your hobby into into something that you're monetizing i mean i would feel like if you're working on your passion doesn't feel like work not at all i absolutely love it like especially in the summertime i set up a tent like a 10 by 10 tent in my backyard and i would go out yeah. there i get my little bluetooth speaker <laughs> i leave the kids and my fiance in the house <laughs> and i was in the zone i would be out there for hours um i would get like a glass of wine and i would just I would be out there painting or pouring resin or doing whatever it was. And it was never, it's never worked to me. Now I'm in the house, I'll spread out a canvas or I'll go in, go in my basement and I'll just sit down there and just experiment and, you know, hope for the best when I get ready to finish it up and be like, okay, this is great. We'll sell this or, you know, but um, it's, it's <laughs> definitely not work. It's, it's fun. And I, I definitely enjoy it. Um, it's peaceful for me. It's a, like I said, it's a release. And um, 
through all this COVID stuff, I developed like really bad anxiety. Um, and so mm-hmm. it's a way for me to relax. And so when, when I get orders and people ask for stuff, I'm like, great. I get paid to have a spa day, essentially. <laughs> like, I'm getting right. paid to relax. And so it's it's great for me. It's not stressful. And I'm trying to keep it that way. So I don't, you know, I know people like to say I'm booked and busy. I don't want to be so booked that I'm so busy that it's stress. <laughs> right. I can certainly see that. And I definitely see how how the journalism will kind of tie in with the art. It seems like this, this storytelling, creativeness all kind of went hand in hand in that phase yeah. so i could definitely see how that that would have been a, a turn in transition so um with it being black history month i usually do a random question so okay. my question would be if you could have a conversation with anyone in history who would it be and why anyone in history huh let's see so I would probably go with Oprah and the journalism okay, will probably nice. give that away um, just because she started in a time. Well, first of all, she was never really accepted as a child. Right. She people called her ugly. Right. They made fun of her name and she didn't let that face her. She took that. She started her show. And now she is what, like the richest black woman in the world almost aside from like the African queens and kings but like it her story is just amazing to me like um I think she went through some abuse um and for her to continue to push through all of that and build this billion dollar empire and then for her to reach back and and give to other people you know she was the reason for Dr. Phil and Tyler Perry and she has a school in Africa for the young girls there, you know, and the, like the, her, uh, my favorite things show that she does or did every Christmas where she would just give, give and give, you know, that is kind of the point I want to make it to where I can give and not struggle. You know, I can give and, and make people happy and bring joy to other people without it being a struggle to me. So I would love to be able to pick her brain on A, how she found the motivation to keep going when so many people were telling mm. her she couldn't do it and or, you know, she'd never make it based off of how she looked or she came from Mississippi or her name was crazy, you know, and just how she continued to push through so much um, adversity and just become the Oprah we know today. So I would love to pick her brain about that. I think that was a great pick. <laughs> that was a great pick so my next question is another off topic question sort of okay. kind of um so as an artist mm-hmm. what would you say is your favorite color so i always say i don't have a favorite color and it's because it's, it's like it depends on my mood like I really, Mm -hmm. truly, like, any given day, it might be pink. Another day, I might be like, oh, I feel yellow today. Hence, the yellow that happened in my living room, our accent color is yellow. Because when I went to Ikea that day, I was like, oh, yellow. What's yellow? Um, (laughs) And so, like, I am so, I I guess you can call me moody when it comes to colors. Um, 
I will say it's not black or white or brown because I don't consider those colors. <laughs> um, <laughs> so I, I don't know, I guess right now, and, and this is probably not a color because it's probably more of a cheat than is like rainbow titanium, which mm-hmm. is my phone case, which you can't see, but has some blues and purples in there. But I think that's kind of where I am on a regular basis. When I see rainbow titanium, I'm like, oh, I want it. So does that count? (laughs) (laughs) That does. That does count. Yeah, I'm the same way because it changes. It changes on the occasion, (laughs) changes based on my mood. Like in the studio, I have different color lighting. So if I'm having a red day, turn the red. (laughs) If it's a blue, they turn the blue on. Just whatever the mindset is. And then I'm ready to go. (laughs) And that's... So what's... um, How can you stick to just one color when it's so many out there? (laughs) There's so many colors. (laughs) So what's the the next step or next phase for, uh, for your business? So... All right, I'm going to put this out there, but and, and if anybody steals my idea, mm-hmm. I'm blaming you for asking me this question. Um, <laughs> the, the ultimate goal is to kind of have either a uh, storefront or kind of a traveling studio. Um, and mm-hmm. that's where I'm trying to get to. Uh, and so that's where we're slowly working towards is either having, because my fiance does photography as well. And so um, we're we're trying to figure out how to merge the two together. So a lot of my pictures of my paint parties that you saw on my social media, that was him taking the pictures. Um, So we're trying to figure out how to merge those two things together. And so it may better work in the form of a storefront somewhere where we don't know. But um, that's probably the ultimate thing is to have a, a set spot to have those traditional paint and sip uh, situations or to have a photo studio and just a, a, an art studio in general. Cause like I said, art supplies are taking over my house. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> you know, we're, so we're trying to, we're trying to figure that out, but um, ultimately to have a place dedicated to just straight creativity um and that would be kind of the ultimate goal at some point i definitely like the idea of kind of pairing it with the traveling side of things because that that's different i haven't heard don't, of don't that I, you hear the virtuals yeah. <laughs> um i don't have a uh, single <laughs> my, my straight lines are kind of off my colors are never right. So me and art just don't get along. <laughs> if <laughs> so I ever see no, Paradox no Traveling Paint Studio, I'm coming for you. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, if, that you, is, if you um, see that, then it's it's another paradox. It's not me because <laughs> me painting and drawing just don't get along. I love I love and appreciate art. And I definitely love going to museums. But me and art <laughs> never got Trust along. Trust me, there's an artist in everybody. You just got to find it. I always say like, you know, think about it. Some of the most famous artists, you probably would look at their stuff on a regular basis and be like, what the heck is that? Jackson Mm -hmm. Pollock literally paints ladders. And he's one of the most famous artists in history. So, you know, there's an artist and everybody just got to find a customer. (laughs) (laughs) I can do the paint splatter, get paint and just fling it on the canvas. I can do that. (laughs) Somebody would be like, There's oh, always I a see buyer a dog. For something. 
I see it. I see it. I see yeah, it. I can do abstract as long as you squint your eyes and like turn your head a little bit. <laughs> that'll work. And and that's what I do mostly. I do a lot of geode art, um, like this multi, mm-hmm. you know, kind of media thing back here. Um, I can tell you right now, I can't paint faces or hands or feet to save my life. So if a person is involved, it is very basic. I'm working on it, but it doesn't, you know it's fun, right? And so you don't have to aim for perfection when you're painting because mm-hmm. it's truly one of those things where beauty is in the eye of the beholder. And when I'm doing my paint parties, I always tell people, don't try to do exactly what I'm doing because I did this same painting last night and the one I'm doing today is not going to look like that. So don't ever try to copy exactly what somebody That's how people will take the, take the fun out of it, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Trying to make it exact. Yes. And so it's like, you know, add your own flavor to it and and let that be your art. And then that's your signature. And that's what you do. So if you start painting and you want to do some paint splatters and put a P in the middle of it, that is a paradox original right there. (laughs) There you go. (laughs) I have to put one up in the studio here somewhere. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Somebody's going to be like, oh, that's dope. And you're going to be like, I knew it. <laughs> so from what I learned, uh, starting price is $500. I did learn that <laughs> earlier. <laughs> hey, put it out there. You never know. The, you know, if people can Somebody donate, if people donate $20,000 to the girl that glued her hair to her head, it's oh, money man. out there that's waiting to be spent. <laughs> that was the craziest story. <laughs> So, I'm just surprised they allowed, they found like the concoction to, to fix it and kind of get the I hair. Know. But, and then somebody ended up gluing their, didn't believe it, glued their lips with super glue. Mm-hmm. Ended up yep. having to get a piece of their lip taken off uh, the internet. Yep. This is <laughs> where we are in 2021, is... which is why I'm not setting any expectations for this year. <laughs> oh my goodness. We're just going to roll with it because when that we is... just let, let the, the chips... <laughs> Exactly. exactly. Just kind of let, let it go. Where they may. I don't know. Exactly. Yeah, so. <laughs> so, I definitely want to thank you for coming in today. I really enjoyed the conversation. And if there is, I'm trying to think if there was anything else. I mean, that's everything that I had to ask. I definitely love the artwork. If you did have a website, social media page, anything you wanted to put out there, I definitely would want to make sure that you're able to, to do that. So, if you okay. want to go ahead and um, plug your website, social media platform, and all that. All right. So um, I'm on Facebook at Who's Hue, W-H-O-H-U-E. And then uh, you, I think you can put the question mark on Facebook. And it, it should bring up my page. Instagram, um, Who's okay. Hue by Jarena. And it's uh, by Jarena, D-R-I-E-N-A. Uh, I'm trying to think, uh, my email, if you want to email me is who's Hugh by Jarena at gmail.com. And that's about it. I'm on, like I said, I'm on a uh, TikTok playing around being crazy and stupid and doing what the kids do. Um, but I'm Jarena Bina on there, D-R-E-E-N-A-B-E-N-N-B-E-E-N-A, um, on TikTok. And so I think I'm funny, but I don't know. Everybody else might not, but <laughs> um, can follow me there. It's just like art, right? <laughs> right, exactly. It's relative. So, um, that's kind of pretty much it. Like I, um, 
I don't have a web page yet. We're working on that. That's part of getting out there. Oh, I also have an Etsy store where I sell um, SVG files for those who have crickets and silhouettes and cutting machines. And it's also Who's Hue by Drina um, on the Etsy store. So that's about it. Perfect. Well, thank you again for coming in. This was a great conversation. I definitely enjoyed it. Thank you. And we'll have to do it again in the future. I appreciate it. It was a pleasure meeting you virtually. (laughs) Nice meeting you as well, virtually. (laughs) (laughs) Have a good night. You as well. Thank Thank you for listening to another episode of Back to Business. We'll be back next Friday for our next exclusive interview. For more exclusive content and information from this and other interviews, please visit our Patreon. That's patreon.com slash paradoxstudio. Thank you for listening to another episode of Back to Business. We'll be back next Friday for our next exclusive interview.